G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. The past is ruining so many people's present and robbing them of their future. It's time to lay hold of God's plan. I mean, really, you in your life, me in mine. The moment, the very instant we believe in Jesus, we become a new creation. But is it really true? Can it really work? Diamond, and thanks so much for joining me again on Christianity Works. Today we're going to take a look at this whole thing of living the new life that Jesus died and rose again to bring you. It's not just a theory lesson, this is about actually laying hold of life in all its abundance, just the way Jesus meant for it to be. So let's head into God's Word and please do stay tuned because in just a few minutes I'll be telling you about a free booklet called Your Complete Makeover Awaits, a booklet that I'd love to send you to help you live out the new life that Jesus came to give you day after day. Hey, fabulous to be with you again this week. Over the last few weeks on the program, if you've been able to join me, we've been chatting about our identity, our understanding of who we are and where we fit, which is something that concerns each one of us more or less at different times in our lives. And right up front, you and I were created in God's image, literally according to the Bible, and this is the Greek word that's used in the New Testament for image, literally we're icons of the living God. Genesis chapter 1 verse 27, so God created humankind in his image, in the image of God he created them, male and female. He created them. But then, then we rebel against God. We all do at some point. Adam did, Eve did, you did, I did. And before we know it, that original image, well, it's as though a graffiti vandal took to it with a can of black spray paint. Before we know it, that original image is totally unrecognisable. And one of the greatest maladies of this age, perhaps the greatest of all, is that people have lost sight of who they are, made as they have been, handcrafted in the very image of God himself. Have someone bail me up once, a so-called contemporary Christian communicator, and berate me for using the word sin on this program. Ah, oh, well, you know, it's not something people use or understand. It's, it's the wrong word. And sure, sin has become a four-letter word. But that doesn't change the fact that when you and I rejected God, when we went our own selfish way... It's like the devil graffitied the image of God in us. So totally has he obscured the truth, the reality of that original image, that in many a man's life, in many a woman's life, that original, wondrous, amazingly beautiful and creative and and filled with potential image is totally obscured. And so many of us wander around half a lifetime, even a whole lifetime, knowing that life isn't working, knowing that something's not quite right, knowing that something's missing, We can't quite put our finger on it because our sin has put a black, opaque layer of muck between us and our original image, God himself. took me half a lifetime to figure that out. 
And I know that there are many people who are at the point today where you know that, you believe that, you've come to grips with that. You may even have put your trust in Jesus, but you just don't know what to do about it. And so today we're going to discover exactly what God has already done and what his plan is to deal with the mess we find ourselves in. First, his plan. Going to come back to something that we chatted about briefly last week. God has an amazing plan, and it's a plan that gives me a huge sense of hope about the future. Here it is. Romans chapter 8, verse 29. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, in order that he might be the firstborn within a large family. And as I observed last week on the program, what God's saying to us here is that God's destiny for those who love him is they should once again be conformed to the image of his son, that we should end up looking like Jesus. This is not a straitjacket meaning of this word conformed. The original Greek word that's translated here as conformed is the word somorphos, from which we get the word morph, or to be transformed. If you were able to join me when we chatted about this, you'll recall that the dictionary definition of morph is to change smoothly from one image to another, by small, gradual steps. It, it's an incremental process of transformation. It's, it's a little-by-little, little, lifelong process of being transformed, having the horrid black graffiti cleaned off this part of our lives and, and then that part of our lives, and, and then over here and then over there and, and a bit here and a bit there, and all of a sudden we start looking more and more like Jesus. Ah, but Bernie, I feel so rotten with this muck all over me. I, I feel so unworthy. I feel... Well, of course you do. That's natural. Whenever I've been covered in muck in my life, it's felt awful. I remember when I was in the military and we'd been out on exercise and we wouldn't get a shower or bathe for weeks on end. It was horrible being dirty and smelly all the time. After a while, you know something? We started to get used to it. You didn't notice the smell so much. It's funny how it works. But after weeks of that, it was totally the most amazing experience to come back to barracks and to step into that hot shower and wash yourself clean. It was the most unbelievably liberating feeling. And that's what happens, my friend, the moment, the very moment we put our faith, our trust in Jesus, the moment we realize how dirty our sin has made us, the moment we admit that to God, the moment we realize that there is absolutely nothing we can do to wash ourselves clean, except to believe that by dying on the cross, Jesus paid the price of our sin. Jesus took our punishment so that we can be clean, totally pure, totally clean in God's sight, totally forgiven in God's heart. The moment we believe that in our hearts, it's like that shower after weeks, months, years of being dirty. We are clean. It is the most amazingly unbelievable feeling to know that in God's sight, we are clean. In God's heart, we are forgiven because we put our faith, our complete trust in Jesus. The truth is simple, pure, powerful. I'm going to read to you from God's word now. Just, just drink it in once and for all, starting at Romans chapter 6, verse 3. Don't you know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? So in effect, we've been buried with him by baptism into death, so that just as Jesus was raised from the dead, so we too might walk in newness of life. For if we've been united with him in a death like his, we will certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. We know that our old self was in effect crucified with him so that the body of sin might be destroyed and we might no longer be enslaved to it. So, bottom line, if you've died like this in faith with Jesus, you are freed from sin. 
And if we've died with him, we believe that we will also live with him. The death he died, he died to sin once and for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. So you also must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Jesus Christ. Dead to the old, marred, graffitied image of who we once were and alive, walking. Here are Paul's, God's exact words, walking in newness of life. Do you see why I call this series of messages, Meet the New Me? The whole point of Jesus becoming a man, dying to pay for our sin and rising again, is because God knows that you and I are guilty, that we feel guilty, and we can't do a thing about it. And so when we put our trust in Jesus, believe with all our hearts that through his sacrifice we are made clean, then we stand on the threshold of a new life, a new me, a new you. That's the beginning. That's the start of the new life. But then we need to go into rehab. Old habits die hard sometimes. That's natural. And we're going to talk about that some more next week on the program. That's the more thing we were talking about earlier, the lifelong process of change, growth and maturity. That's a fantastic plan. And the fact that we don't get it all right in an instant is normal. Do you see how knowing and understanding God's plan sets us free? It's, it's like a breath of fresh air. It's like, well, it's like a new life. I'm Bernie Diamond and you're listening to Christianity Works. I just want to take a moment during this short break to share something truly important with you. Jesus died so that all your sins could be forgiven, and he rose again to give you a brand new life to live here and now and for the rest of eternity. And he actually means you to lay hold of that life, to to live that life. That's why I'd love to send you a free copy of our latest life application booklet. It's called Your Complete Makeover awaits. It's full of life-changing practical Bible teaching to help you live out this new life that Jesus came to give you. And at the end of each chapter, you'll actually find a series of life application questions to help you think through and apply God's Word right into the realities of your life. To request your copy, stop by our mobile-friendly website, ChristianityWorks.com, or give us a call toll-free on 1-300-722-415, and I'll send your free booklet straight out to you in the post. Again, that's online at ChristianityWorks.com, or toll-free on 1-300-722-415. Now, one of the things that God promises each one of us is that when we put our faith in Jesus we'll become a new creation. Really? What does that mean and how does that fit with the realities of our lives here and now? I wonder sometimes whether you and I really realise how valuable we are in God's sight. We, We work so hard for God, we lose sight of how precious we are in his sight. Just imagine you're a gifted artisan and years ago you created, you made this amazing violin. It's sold. Someone bought it, and for years you haven't seen it. And then one day you're at a second-hand auction, and to your complete and utter surprise, that old violin comes up for auction. To everyone else, it's just some old violin. But to you, well, you made it. You, you recognise it instantly below the layers of dirt and dust. What would you do at that auction? It was battered and scarred, and the auctioneer thought it scarcely worth his while to waste much time on the old violin, but he held it up with a smile. 
What am I bidding, good folks? He cried. Who'll start the bidding for me? A dollar, a dollar, then two, only two, two dollars. Who'll make it three? Three dollars once, three dollars twice, going for three. But no. From the room far back, a grey-haired man came forward and picked up the bow. Then wiping the dust from the old violin and, and tightening the loosened strings, he played a melody pure and sweet as a caroling angel sings. The music ceased, and the auctioneer, with a voice that was quiet and low, said, What am I bid for the old violin? And he held it up with a bow. A thousand dollars, and who'll make it two? Two thousand. Who'll make it three? Three thousand once, three thousand twice, and going and gone, said he. The people cheered, but some of them cried, We don't quite understand. What changed its worth? Swift came the reply, the touch of the master's hand. And many a man with a life out of tune and battered and scarred with sin is auctioned cheap to the thoughtless crowd, much like the old violin. A mess of pottage, a glass of wine, a game, and he travels on. He's going once and going twice. He's going and almost gone. But the master comes and the foolish crowd never can quite understand the worth of a soul and the change that is wrought by the touch of the master's hand. Beautiful poem, that, The Touch of the Master's Hand, by Myra Brooks Welsh. And, and doesn't that tell a story of what God wants to do in your life and mine? In our own eyes, we're worthless. In the world's eyes, we're worthless. And yet, under years of neglect, God sees a beauty and a wonder of the original creation in us, made as we are in his image. And so when God touches our lives again, when he, when he gets involved again, it's as though we become a completely new creation. Not new at all. It's, it's more a case of back to the future. It's more a case of rediscovering what was there, the potential, the artistry, the incredible wonder of who God made us to be beneath the marred, scarred layers of sin. And that music of who we are is only released. That new creation is only born when we're touched by the Master's hand. Now, let me make something quite clear here. This is not Bernie waxing lyrical. This is not about getting swept up in the emotion of that wonderful poem, as beautiful and as profound as it is. This is about unlocking the truth of how God sees us and what God has to say about us. Here it is from his own word, from his lips, as it were, 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17. So if anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation. All the old things have passed away. See, everything has become new. I remember someone once saying to me, you're not one of those born-again Christians, are you? And my response to them was that according to Jesus, there is only one sort of Christian, a born-again one. John chapter 3, verse 3, Jesus declared, I tell you the truth, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they're born again. The only sort of Christian is one who is a new creation because the moment we believe in Jesus, the old me, the old you, all the old things that had a hold over us pass away. The sense of reproach, the regret, the hurts of the past. The moment we put our faith in Jesus, we are a new creation. All the old things have passed away and behold, look, take a good, hard, close look. Everything's new. The moment the master lays hold of us, our lives start playing a new tune. A tune we never thought possible. A tune the rest of the world never thought possible. A tune that is born out of the great value we have because we are made in his image and we place our lives in the Master's hands. The fact that in Christ I am a new creation is the truth on which my whole life rests. I look back on who I was. I look back at the work in progress that's brought me this far to who I am. I look forward to who I'm going to be 
more and more morphed into the image of Jesus himself. And all of a sudden, my weaknesses, my sin, my failures, my inadequacies, as well as my gifts and abilities and talents, all of a sudden, I get them in the right perspective. I don't have to feel guilty anymore about the past. I don't, I don't want to forget it. I never want to go back to it. I don't want to lose the lessons or the experience or, or the consequences of those mistakes again. But I don't have to carry the burden of guilt around with me anymore because according to God, I'm a new creation. I'm born again. The old me died with Christ on the cross when I put my faith in him. The new me was born again, risen again through the newness of life that the Holy Spirit has brought and is still bringing to my world. My friend, this is, this is why they call the news about Jesus the good news. And we can either go on living our lives believing that the past still has a hold over us, we can go on living our lives believing our circumstances, or we can make a choice here and now, today, to start believing what God says about us. We can live the rest of our lives believing the truth that we are a new creation. For if anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation. Everything old has passed away. See, everything has become new. So what's it going to be? I'm Bernie Diamond and you're listening to Christianity Works. As we take this short break, I'd like to tell you about a free daily resource that I'd love to send you to help you draw closer to God. It's called Fresh, a short daily devotion with a powerful scripture verse and some words of inspiration, hope and encouragement delivered right to the inbox on your smartphone, tablet or computer each and every day. Or if you prefer, you can now receive a printed version delivered right to your letterbox. It's completely free. To get instant access either to the digital or the printed version of Fresh, stop by our mobile-friendly website, ChristianityWorks.com. You'll see the Fresh e-devotional sign-up right there at the top of the homepage. Or if you prefer, give us a call toll-free on 1300 722 415 to request the printed Fresh devotional. Completely up to you. Again, that's online at ChristianityWorks.com or toll-free on 1300 722 so go ahead, sign up to receive fresh, and may your heart be touched and transformed as you draw ever closer to Jesus through his word and grow to live in the victory that he died and rose again to give you. Now, when we stumble across the promise of God that in Christ we are a new creation, all that old rubbish is gone, everything's new, we can often look at that on the one hand and the realities of our lives on the other, and we ask ourselves, really, is that possible? Okay, so the Bible says that when we believe in Jesus, we're a new creation, we're born again, all that old stuff has passed away, all the new blessing of God becomes a new reality. So if anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation. Everything old has passed away. See, everything has become new. But come on, when we give our lives over to Jesus, it's not like he waves this big magic wand over our lives. It's not like all our problems evaporate. It's not like we instantly change on the inside. You wake up the next day and all that stuff still feels like it's there. And it might go on for years. So what's going on here? Is God for real? Or is this just some pie-in-the-sky religious bunk to put backsides into pews of churches and rip them off for some money? I mean, I'm calling it the way it is here. And this is how I used to see the world. And this is how many, many people still see the world. 
And to tell you the truth, I actually don't think that those are particularly unreasonable questions to ask because in 99% of cases, God doesn't wave some magic wand over our lives. Do I know people who've been instantly set free from drug addiction when they gave their lives to Jesus? Yeah, sure I do. But I also know someone who loves Jesus passionately, who tries her best to honour him, who serves him, who suffers from agoraphobia and alcoholism. It doesn't matter what this person does for years, there hasn't been a breakthrough. For me, understanding this apparent disconnect between what God's word says and what many people experience has taken a bit of learning and understanding. I mean, when I gave my life to Jesus, I was going through a really, really difficult time. And I gave my life to him, but in one sense, there was no magic wand. I still had plenty of tough times ahead and took some years. And can I tell you, even today, my life is anything but a bed of roses. There are always challenges. There are always opposition to what I do in in proclaiming the good news of Jesus. It never stops. And yet, in another sense, in a very real sense, things started to change from the inside out. I think sometimes we live too much in the world of the here and now, McWorld, the two all-beef patty special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions on a sesame seed bun kind of world where we expect things to happen in the twinkling of an eye. What do you mean there's a two-minute wait on my hamburger? Isn't it amazing how impatient we've become? So is this new life possible? When you hear some joker like me on the radio talking about becoming and being a new creation, about the old things having passed away, about everything being new, can it be true? You know, I don't think there's anything at all new in this. The realities of life were the realities of life, even back in the first century when the Apostle Paul was writing this stuff. In fact, he was writing to Christians in Rome, many of whom were being persecuted, thrown to the lions, literally. Maybe this stuff was even harder for them to swallow than it is for you and me with the realities going on in our lives. Please listen very carefully to the way Paul puts it. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. So if anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation. Everything old's passed away. See, everything's become new. Note, please, how he finishes off this amazing assertion. He says, see, everything has become new. That word see literally means look. Just, just take a look. Just get a grip on this. Do you see? Everything has become new. That's the meaning here. He's emphasizing, he's convincing, he's challenging us to take a closer look and a deeper look at what God is doing in bringing us a new life. This is rubber hits the road times, Paul's saying. Get a grip on the reality of what's going on here. Everything has become new. I said earlier that when I gave my life to Christ, I was going through some tough times and that in one sense, in a sense of the reality of my circumstances, there was no magic wand. But can I tell you, in another sense, in the sense of what was going on inside me, in the sense of what I felt and experienced, everything changed. Everything truly was new. I was living through the consequences of my mistakes, my sins, and those consequences were tough and painful. But the day I gave my life to Jesus, from the moment at around 11.15am on the 15th of October 1995, from that moment I began to look back on the old Bernie as almost someone else. Reality, the journey from that old Bernie to the new one that I am now, well, it's been a journey, and and there's the rest of my life here on earth to go. But as much as there was so much change ahead of me, so much cleaning up my act, so much transformation, so much morphing to start looking more and more like Jesus and speaking and seeing and behaving more like Jesus, in that instant I knew that the power of the past over me was broken. I knew that I was a new creation in God's eyes, and ever since then... 
everything has been a completely new dimension to me, a new perspective, a new outcome. Is there still a way to go? Is there still a day-to-day reality? Yes, there is. Do I still have weaknesses and failings and sin that God's dealing with me over in my life? Yeah. Am I perfect yet? I'd like to think so, but sad to say, the answer's no. Do things come and hit me out of the blue, difficult things, things that don't fit with my, my limited ideas of what success is in the kingdom of God? Of course they do. That's the reality of life. But I guess the thing that's really new is that the old Bernie, the, the Bernie that demanded success and recognition and all that stuff, you know what? That Bernie is pretty much dead. Don't much care truthfully whether anyone thinks I'm wonderful or not anymore. I'm free now to be happy and content and satisfied with much or with little because I have Jesus. Whether things are going well or whether things are tough, whether it's a bright sunny day or whether the storm clouds are gathering on the horizon, whether my emotions are up or whether they're down, the thing that's new is that I get to sit down with God over a cup of tea early in the morning and just rest in Him and know that in His eyes, in in His heart, I am so precious despite the stupid things I may have done in the last 24 hours. You know what? If you put your trust in Jesus, it's exactly the same for you. Now, that's pretty much all we have time for today. But before I go, there's something very important that I need to share with you. This program, Christianity Works, is encouraging so many people in over 160 countries to lay hold of the new life that Jesus died and rose again to give them, to live out that new life in all its abundance. But that's only possible through the generous support of friends like you. Each dollar that you give toward the Ministry of Christianity Works today will help reach almost 3,000 people with a gospel message. So a gift of, say, $35 can touch over 100,000 people with the good news of Jesus Christ. Hey, that's amazing. So let me encourage you to give a generous tax-deductible gift to Christianity Works today. You can do that right now, securely online, by visiting our mobile-friendly website, ChristianityWorks.com or by calling 1-300-722-415 And when you do get in touch don't forget to request your free copy of that life application booklet I mentioned earlier. It's called Your Complete Makeover Awaits Again, that's online at ChristianityWorks.com or toll free on 1-300-722-415 Thank you so much for your support and for joining me today I'm Bernie Diamond And I'll catch you again, same time next week, with another message of God's love, God's grace, and God's power for each one of us in Jesus Christ. taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.